Welcome to Misfit Apparitions, the podcast. I'm Don. Thank you for joining me as I talk about locations the team has investigated that are known for paranormal activity as well as other subjects related to the field. Be sure to check us out at MisfitApparitions.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel with the handle at Misfit Apparitions. Listen to the podcast on our website, our YouTube channel, or wherever podcasts can be found. And if you enjoy the podcast, please give us a review, a like, or a thumbs up, and spread the word about us. We appreciate it as it helps the podcast get recognized. And check out Misfit Apparitions, The Stuff, our online merch store hosted at redbubble.com. Any proceeds made from The Stuff go towards the team's travel expenses. We thank you for looking. If you have any comments, concerns, or questions, please drop us an email at mapod at misfitapparitions.com or ask us directly from a social media platform that you feel comfortable using. This episode is what we hope will become a regular addition to the podcast, beginning with Season 2, which starts later this year on September the 5th. It will be a listener-submitted story about their paranormal experience. If you have a paranormal story and want it read on the podcast, or would rather be interviewed, like what you are about to listen to, please contact us via email or social media. We would really love to hear your story, and I'm sure our listeners would as well. So our first listener haunting is an interview with Carrie from North Carolina. Carrie shared her paranormal experience that involved not only her, but also her son. We hope you enjoy it. On the phone, we have Carrie from Concord, North Carolina. How you doing, Carrie? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for being on the podcast. You're going to talk about a house you once lived in that is haunted. So let's start off by having you describe the layout of the house, when and how old it is, that sort of thing. Okay. So the house was built in 1940. Um, it used to be the parsonage for the church next door. So that meant that any preacher that was preaching at the church um, would live there during their time at the church. Um, once they were done with their their time at the church, they'd move on and the next family would move in. So it was um, definitely inhabited by several preachers and their families um, until the church decided to sell it. So once they decided to sell it, I made an offer on it and purchased the home. That was about 2002 is when I purchased it. Okay. Is it a one, two, three bedroom house? Yeah. So it's a one bedroom home and it's, um, the homes in the area are mill homes and it's very much like a mill home. Um, so in the front of the home is a large living room and the master bedroom. And then there's a hallway with a secondary bedroom and the bathroom. And then that leads you into the kitchen area, which is at the back. So kitchen and dining are at the back living room and uh, bedroom or at the front. Okay. Let's uh, step back. What exactly is a mill home? I know a lot of our listeners probably wouldn't know that. Oh, sure. So in the area, um, there is a mill and that's where um, people used to work, a textile mill. And the textile mill would purchase homes um, for their workers um, or build them for them. So um, all the houses looked very similar and they were not really on top of each other like uh, a community today, um, but they're very close and they look very, very similar. So very similar in build, but um, to the whole town, the whole area in the street looks 
all the houses look the same. <laughs> okay. Okay. So while living there, how long would you say you lived there until you first uh, experienced something that was maybe paranormal? Um, actually, very shortly into my move into the home. So um, as a housewarming gift, one of my friends gave me some brass candlesticks um, that take the tapered candles that are about 12 inches tall, those type of candles. Um, and so the candlesticks were brass and very heavy. Um, and then you would put the tapered candles into them. I had them set on my table and then I was cleaning off my table and, you know, using the cleaner and the, the orange oil to clean up the table. And so I set the candlesticks with the candles in them on the counter, which was about two feet away from the table. And I left them overnight, came back the next morning in the kitchen, and the candles were on the floor. I thought, huh, that's really weird. Um, and I thought maybe it was the vibration. There's a train track mm -hmm. about two blocks away from the house. So I thought maybe it was the vibration from the train track that knocked the candles onto the floor. So I took the candles. I put them back into the candlesticks, screwed them in really tight so they wouldn't come out, set them back up on the countertop. The next morning, they were on the floor. This repeated about three or four nights in a row. So I thought, okay, I'm going to test this out. And I put the candlesticks on the table, again, about two feet away. On the very edge of the table. So if it was vibrations from the train, most definitely it's going to be knocked off mm -hmm. on the edge of the table. So put the candlesticks on the table. The next morning, the candlesticks were still standing. So I found over the course of several weeks, if the candlesticks were on the counter in the morning, the candlesticks would be on the floor. But two feet away, if they were on the table, they would still be standing. So I do believe that my spirit did not appreciate the candlesticks being on the counter. They had to be on the table. That's interesting. When you acquired the home, were you told anything about any kind of paranormal activity? Did you even think to ask? You probably didn't, but. No, no, not at all. I mean, I, I bought it from the church, so um, I'm not sure that anybody would have told me that. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's interesting that the, uh, candlesticks needed to be in a specific place yes absolutely and in the hallway you know the hallway led off of the the living room as i was saying before um if i was on the couch or in the living room i would always see shadows just moving through the hallway um never anything that felt um like it was vicious or anything like that it was just a shadow moving back and forth. You know, I'd catch it out of the corner of my eyes several times. Like a, like a shadow figure, uh, like a large shadow, thin shadow. Um, a shadow figure. I mean, it wasn't huge, but definitely a, a figure. Um, I always felt that it was a male presence. Um, not sure why I felt that, but it always felt like it was a male presence, but not anything that would hurt me or was trying to harm me, just someone that was there that was present. Okay, so you had that mindset and you didn't have any fear of that. Correct, correct. Okay. Yeah, and, um, you know, it was really weird at first, but uh, it was kind of funny. I, I had a 
I guess, a chat with the spirit. And I said, hey, you, you don't bother me and I won't bother you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I don't know if that just made me feel better or if that actually worked. And, you know, I'd see the shadows, but never bothered me, never messed with me or anything. You know, it was just kind of a presence there. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so shadow of a male didn't mess with mm-hmm. you. And that's about the most you saw of this entity was just a shadow. Correct. Of that entity. Okay. Um, there was another experience. <laughs> okay. Um, your son lived with you at the time as well, right? Yeah. So um, several years after I purchased the house, my son was born and he lived with me. Okay. Um, so my son... When he was born, my grandfather was um, in a nursing home at the time. Now, he, uh, my son met him, um, and he knew him. He knew of his grandfather, but he knew his grandfather was in a nursing home, and he knew his grandfather um, was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And my son was probably three at the time um, when my grandfather passed away. But that's all he ever knew of my grandfather. Um he knew him and he loved him, loved to go see him, but he knew him in a wheelchair. Okay. So that's how he knew them. Um, okay. So shortly after my grandfather passed away, I was in my bed watching TV. And in my bedroom, there were two closet doors. Um, and in between the closet doors was a, a just the piece of the wall. So you had closet door, wall, closet door. Um and in the, the wall area between the closet doors, there was a, a very dark shadow, um, tall, human-like shadow um, in between the doors. And I was watching TV, kind of caught it out of the corner of my eye, but then I looked straight at it, still dark, shadows, didn't see any eyes or anything like that. Um, so I looked at the shadow and I said, hey, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Mm-hmm. And that because that was the deal. I thought it was the same spirit um, that had always been in the house before even my son was born. Okay. And um, about, I don't know, two minutes later, I hear on the baby monitor because my son was, um, he was about three at the time. I still had a baby monitor in his room. So I hear him on the baby monitor. And he wakes up out of a dead sleep, which is hard to do for him. He sleeps like a log. Mm-hmm. He wakes up out of a dead sleep and he says, Hey, Papa. So he knew that Papa was there. Mm-hmm. And he told me, I went running in there to see if he was okay. And he said, Papa was here. I said, really? He said, yeah, he was tall and he had a tractor. Mm-hmm. So he never knew that my grandfather one was out of a wheelchair, was tall, and he never knew that my grandfather had a tractor. But he saw Papa that night, tall and with a tractor. Wow. Was that the only that time he saw cool. him? Yeah, that was the only time he saw him. Um, I do think my my grandmother came to visit after she passed because um, he woke up one morning and said, uh, came running to the picture of them on the wall and said, I saw Mama last night. I saw her. But he didn't wake up for that one that I knew of. Mm-hmm. But he said he saw her. Wow. So your son sees your papa. 
But Correct. You, you never saw him. Oh, well, I saw the dark figure before, two minutes before he said that, but I okay. didn't see him. It okay. was just a dark figure. Okay. All right. So that's two, maybe three spirits in the house, correct? Correct. Okay. So at this point, every spirit seems friendly. Correct. Yes. Were there any that were malevolent? I never uh, felt threatened um, or, or like I was in danger or they were trying to harm me. Mm -hmm. um, it was all very, very friendly, um, non-threatening. Okay. So you weren't scared living in this house. You lived there a long time. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, we made an agreement, um, me and the spirit, that <laughs> if they left me alone, I would leave them alone. <laughs> That's good that they do that. <laughs> and your son never said anything about it after that and has he no. spoken about it since he's not um it, it was funny he he didn't know about the original spirit until recently um but then he did tell me that the hallway was always kind of weird to him okay all right um do you have any other stories um, about these spirits was there anything else that how they acted? Did anything strange happen? No, I think there was one time, um, and I don't know, it wasn't like a spirit that was living in the house, but um, I was home alone. I was washing dishes, um, and I just felt like my friend who had passed away was there with me. And, you know, I told him, Hey, that's not funny. Leave me alone. Cause uh, you know, I just felt like he was messing with me. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you get a phone call on your cell phone and it never rang, you know, but you get a missed call mm -hmm. that happened at that moment. Uh -huh. So I had a missed call and it was a private number, but I had a voicemail. So I listened to the voicemail and it sounded like somebody had pocket dialed me. Like my, their phone was rustling around in their pocket. Mm -hmm. And then I listened to the message, and right in the middle of the message, his name was said clearly. And it was right after I thought that he was messing with me, just, you know, kind of checking in on me. Okay. That's cool. So yeah. before you got into the house, if somebody told you, hey, this is a house that's known to have some kind of paranormal activity, do you still want to move in? Would you have moved in? I think I may have asked um, what kind, because it doesn't bother me that there's there's activity, as long as they're not trying to harm me, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And when you sold, well, did you sell the house? Did you leave the house? How did you depart from it? Yeah, so I... Uh, Within, let's see, it was, I think it was two years ago, I sold the house um, and I sold it to an investor. So I didn't know who was going to be living in the house next. I knew mm -hmm. he was going to be remodeling um, and flipping it and reselling it. So I wasn't sure who was going to move in. So, you know, I didn't have a chance or wasn't really sure if I wanted to tell the next owner. Okay. So you just kept it to yourself. Correct. Okay. Since you've, been out of the house has anything like this occurred with you in in where you presently live 
No, no, nothing. Just from the house, nothing else. Hmm. So what would your theory be as to why, um, say, your grandparents showed up at the house and not showed up anywhere else? You know, I really don't know. I mean, I wonder if because that home was a parsonage, it was connected to the church, and they also were very connected to the church, if there was just a a way that they could come mm-hmm. because that house used to be a parsonage and, and it was so connected with the church next door. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. I don't have any other questions. If you want to add anything, please feel free. I think that's about it. Okay. You got a very interesting story there. Um, I hope that the uh, our listeners are going to like it. So Yeah, it was, it was a great experience for me. I mean, it was a little weird, but it, it, was, it was fun, actually. <laughs> so, oh, if you happen to find a house that you long, you want to move into and, and you're told that it's haunted, do you think you would want to live there? I don't think that would sway me one way or another, okay. actually. That sounds good. <laughs> cool. Well, um, thank you, Carrie, for joining us on the podcast. and We appreciate your time. Thank you. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And again, if you'd like to share your paranormal experience, please contact us and tell us about it. It could be read during an episode, or if you prefer to be interviewed, it could be added to the episode similar to this one. We appreciate you listening to our little show. Tune in next week for the podcast season finale about one of the scariest locations in the state of Texas. And remember, it's not always the things in your life that matter. It's the memories. Cherish those and those you make them with. See you next time on the podcast. Goodbye.